All right, and we are back with another episode of Two Buds, One Rose. Amy is out of studio this week, so that's why the audio might sound a little bit different, but we've got a lot to unpack. We had a big week this week in Bachelor in Paradise Nation. We got a rose ceremony, and the women had the roses this week, and they sent some guys home. But before we get to that, we had a pretty fresh arrival show up this week. Oh, yeah. We had some, as they're referred to as the smoke bros, uh, Chasen and Chris. I don't know who coined the term smoke bro, but I'm not a big fan of it. (laughs) Also, who is Chris? Um, Was he on Claire's season or was he on like Katie's season? I I don't even know. Um, But Chris had his eyes set on one particular person and Chasen was just Chasen and just picked whoever he wanted. He picked Deandra, but Chris and Jacenia really uh, had a connection that made a couple people question hmm do they know each other and me being who I am they actually did hang out before paradise so was Ivan just kind of a saving grace for her to get to Chris or who knows um but yeah like I like Jack said earlier I apologize about the audio but we're gonna get through this and it's gonna be amazing so yeah Jason and Chris have just rocked the boat how long will they stay we'll see Yeah, I mean, I think it was really interesting. So they came in, they got a double date card, and we've brought up the topic of awkward bachelor dates many times, and I think this definitely was was one of the more awkward, I would say, dates for at least for a double date. So it was like that weird kind of like yoga-ish, but also like Kama Sutra stuff. It was just, it was awkward. Like for a first date with somebody, especially being like brand new to the beach, it's not like they had history built up. Or did they? We don't know. Again, Detective Amy on the case says that maybe Chris and Jesenia had a little bit of a, you know, relationship oh, coming yeah. into paradise. Absolutely. Yeah. The I made a note about it that we started, if you think back all the way to Matt James' season, which is crazy to think that 2021 started out with Matt James' season with a prayer. And now we're just leaning in um, to just full sexuality, which, hey, I I have no issue with that. It's just that date had to have been just slightly uncomfortable for someone because they didn't even give them separate beds. They were just on, like, a mega bed. And I think uh, ABC has just realized they've lost most of the Karens, and they're just leaning into, like, F it. We're going to be hypersexual. It's 2021 people can like who they want to like and we're just we're just leaning fully into bachelor in paradise being the dumpster fire hookup land that it is so chasen takes deandra on the date and obviously that upset our boy carl and chris bought brought to jesenia on the date which as someone who's a huge fan of ivan i definitely was hurt a little bit for ivan just to see him kind of being you know a little uncomfortable with Jesenia going on that date. And, and obviously like people were saying like, you know, Ivan and Jesenia had definitely one of the stronger relationships. So it was kind of interesting to see her and Chris hit it off so fast. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely questionable. That's why I went back and looked and like, do they know each other? But also something that I'm going to point out here, and it'll also relate to a later conversation is that I don't even know, like, are there really that strong of couples? Like everyone keeps on saying like Ivan and Justenia were so strong, but I feel like also we don't watch the date. So that might be why, but I just feel like there's not one couple right now that is like 
so airtight. Like it's like anyone's game right now that obviously I'm a fan of Ivan too. And I was really upset that he liked somebody and that she kind of just said, Hey, you know what? I have a stronger spark with someone else. Like you can't deny spark that I feel for Ivan, but I also think like it's still so early in the game that he could find someone else on that beach or maybe be our next bachelor. We can only hope. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought that that couples who have been hanging out for all of about four days on the beach together would not be the strongest foundation of relationship. I mean, that's maybe a little shocking, but at the same time, I, I did think super shocking. Ivan and Jesenia, you know, were they were a good couple, but obviously there's some history there with Jesenia and Chris. Jesenia seemed really into the date. Obviously, she really liked Chris, and they kind of hit it off. And and to Ivan's dismay, when they got back, you know, Jesenia pretty much told Ivan, like, you know what? It's just I think we're better as friends. So Ivan, and I mean, I respect that. I respect that a lot for someone to. Cause we kind of saw that not happen with every single couple. They're just like, Oh, screw it. I'm going to go date this person. But I feel like just was very adult about it and said like, Hey, like Ivan, I really love what I built with you. But with Chris, I just, I need to explore this. And that, I mean, it's fair game. Like she has the rose this week. It kind of does stink to be Ivan, but luckily things I think are going to work out at least for the short term with that and like for other couples too I don't think everyone has been giving that same grace when it comes to like understanding what this process truly is and being like hey if you want to see other people you kind of like gotta be okay with that which I think will perfectly lead into our next topic um, which is Mari and Kenny yeah, definitely an interesting conversation there for Mari and Kenny. And it was a conversation Mari kind of initiated, basically, you know, asking Kenny kind of where he's at, kind of telling Kenny, you know, hey, I might want to explore other options. What do you think? It was kind of almost an awkward conversation. I almost felt bad for Mari because it seemed like she almost was initiating that conversation as a way to like hoping Kenny would say, well, I'm, I'm just interested in you. I kind of don't want you to go see other people, but... Instead, Kenny was kind of just like, all right, I guess, I guess that's what we're doing. And, and Mari, I got to say of all the people to go and confide in, and we might have a little bit of producer, uh, intervention there causing this, but of all the people on that beach to go and confide in and say that you're having troubles with, with your man, Demi is probably the single worst person on that beach to go and say, Hey, this guy's up for grabs. The worst decision she possibly could have made. Because like you said, Jack, I don't know what Mari's goal was with that conversation. Was she trying to kind of get Kenny to bite and say like, oh, no, you're the only person I want to be with. Because clearly with that conversation initially, it sounded like Kenny was really taken back. And like, what do you mean you want to see other people? Because I listened to a couple other people talk about this too. But really, like... If you wanted to go on a date with someone, say if Mari really wanted to date, uh, I can't even think of a name, like Dr. Joe, for example, like say she really wanted to date Dr. Joe and she was holding out for that. I would, you don't want to disclose to the person you're seeing, hey, I'm holding out for so-and-so, but let's say Dr. Joe comes down on the beach and she's like, oh my God, I want to go on a date with this person so badly. Then that's the time to have the conversation. Like, did you really want to go on a date with Jason or Chris? Because it doesn't seem like it did. It just seemed like, oh, other guys might be interested. Maybe I should take that time. Which, again, you should be comfortable and able to have those conversations. 
but you can't confide in somebody who's number one gonna steal your man and then get upset over the fact that someone else that, that the person you're dating is also possibly gonna date someone else because did we write up a contract that says only new people you can go on dates with but not people who are already there like that's where I got really confused and I'm like I understand that having your cake and eating it too but Mari like you there was a whole communication breakdown and I think you could have just saved yourself from not having that conversation until there was a moment specifically where you needed to go on a date with someone else point blank yeah I mean I I think she definitely jumped the gun a little bit um especially with kind of the women having the roses that week I mean it's it's not a bad move I don't you know, I'm always going to default to being honest, but this is where the show gets kind of interesting. So it's like, okay, how do you game the show? You know, do you want to kind of put your cards on the table while you have the rose? Because then you're guaranteed to come back next week. Or do you kind of wait until there's someone actually there that you might have a better connection with? Because I think that was kind of the struggle for Mari this week is like, yeah, she had a rose, but it was like, you know, she kind of cut Kenny loose and Kenny and Demi, we saw really, really quickly hit it off pretty fast, which you know, Demi being kind of the, the hurricane and, and hypersexual person that, that she is. And she's, you know, very open and honest about that. And Kenny is, is kind of the same way in terms of, you know, the first week we saw him show up, you know, pretty much naked. Was he naked? Was he just wearing like a Speedo? That's kind of up for debate. Um, but Kenny and Demi both have kind of that similar characteristic of they're both like very open with their sexuality. And, and I think, like we said, like confiding in Demi about that, you're almost like, you know, just giving him to the wolves a little bit, like absolutely not, not the I best mean, person to confide in there. And I definitely think, like you said, there's some producers, like they want the drama, but also like, I, I kind of have a feeling in the next couple of weeks that like Kenny and Mari are going to rekindle. Cause there was that promo of like, Hey, I still have feelings for you. And I think Mari really did need to see Kenny with someone else to realize that like, Hey, I really want to be with you. Is that the healthiest thing? Absolutely not. But I also think, I don't think that Kenny has lost feeling for Mari whatsoever. Um, I think he's really acting out of spite. And I thought it was really uncalled for when he basically disclosed to everyone in the group, like, hey, me and Mari are done. And me and Debbie are like together. I also think that was Frank and Biden together. It was so weird. It's like, why would you say this in front of everyone? Just like, awkwardly like I think someone had asked him that question and he was responding but it looked like he was saying that before Lance Bass showed up and it was just so weird like I don't know if you caught that or not but I was really uncomfortable and thinking like well why would you just say oh we're over but like you never said you're over you just said you're open to dating other people keeping your options open I guess yeah, I, I think Kenny really is in a mode right now where he's like I think he was a little hurt by by Mari almost what probably seemed to him a little bit like a breaking up or at least her kind of giving like a hint of, Hey, I'm not maybe as invested as you might be. Um, because I, I do think Kenny probably had some strong feelings for Mari and was kind of blindsided by that conversation. And so I think this is a little bit, like you said, acting out, I think he's partially just trying to make her jealous by, you know, hooking up with Demi. We'll see, you know, the next night goes on the date with Tia, which we'll get into later, but that was like one of the most awkward dates as well. And, you know, when we, when he kind of went on that date with Tia, when he was kind of thinking going over that, you know, like we could kind of see in Kenny, I thought a little bit of him kind of questioning the fun that he's having with Demi when, um, I think it was Ivan or was asking him, you know, Hey, how are things going with you and Demi? 
you know, there was like some hesitation there. He was definitely not, you know, like, oh yeah, Demi's fun and all, like we, we have a good time, but I just don't see it being anything like serious for him. And especially as it's been mentioned once or twice on the show, Kenny being 40, I feel like he's a little bit past the days of, you know, let's just have fun on the beach kind of thing. And, and, you know, for someone that's older, I think it's definitely probably a little bit more at the forefront of his mind. Maybe, maybe not. He is a boy band manager, so he could just still be living in his, you know, immature days. But I, I do think yeah. he's probably ultimately wanting to kind of settle down. I just think right now, I think he was kind of hurt by Mari. And this is his way of kind of, you know, reestablishing that, hey, I'm Kenny. I'm not going to get hurt by anything. You know, I'm, I got all these girls after me and, and I'm hooking up with Demi and it's, I'm having a blast. So I, I don't it think, was, I don't think the party that he's kind of showing off that how much fun he's having right now. I, I don't think it's really that much fun for him. I, I think he nailed it on the head right there because I, the whole thing seems so like high school and childish to me that it's like, Oh my God, I'm going to throw the cake you put in there. Like, it's like suck my ass or whatever she fucking said. And I feel like Demi to Kenny is like, okay, Demi is, fun I have a lot of fun with her like we hook up it's great like if that's what you want in paradise like awesome that and and honestly I don't think Debbie necessarily wants a relationship I think she wants she made it very clear that like she wants to go to the boom boom room with people and it's like that's what Demi wants to do but is that what Kenny wants like does Kenny want a marriage and more of a secure relationship because I think it's just also disclosing what you want because then Demi seemed to get attached and she's like oh he is nothing like me. Like, I don't, like, I don't even know, like, why he's going to date with her. And we'll get into Tia once we get past the rose ceremony segment. But I, I think Demi, like, thought she was just going to hook up with him and it'd be fun. But then maybe she realized she actually liked him. But maybe Kenny doesn't want to reciprocate that feeling towards her and realizes, hmm, maybe I do want to date around. But, like, Mari is ultimately who I want to end up with. So the whole thing was childish. The cake date was insane. Like, I kind of didn't understand it at first. I'm like, oh, I thought it was his birthday, but it turns out his birthday was, like, a while ago. I felt like cake date was the most, like, forced Bachelor in Paradise controversy ever. Like, they just needed some clip that they could show in the trailer. Like, yeah, like, it it was, like, such a nothing where it's like, okay, you're clearly just mad at each other. Like, Demi made a cake. Like, ha, ha, ha. Like, she didn't even make it. Like, and then Mari. Riley and and Marissa wanted that. Yeah, no, I would, I would be, that would be my reaction too. as Riley's where he's like, I kind of wanted to eat that. I was like, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, wow, what a waste of a cake. I know. All right. Speaking of messy love triangles, we got to get into our favorite people that we love to talk about because I still think I am right after this week because I have listened to a couple of different podcasts and I think like, I don't think people should care about like the situation, like I don't think Aaron should care about Thomas as much as he does. And I think that's why it's just like spiraling and spiraling. And cause I listened to the interview with talking it out with Thomas and uh, Mike Johnson and Rachel's husband, Brian, like, and I honestly, I'm like, okay, I kind of understand Thomas and how he acts more. Not saying again, that he's a great person, but I think Jack, you should really take the time and listen to that too, because I feel like you'll get a better understanding of maybe why Thomas acts. Um, I'm not going to get into that part of it, but I think it's reassuring the feeling that I have about him. Like again, not my favorite person, but I like him more than Aaron because I feel like Aaron is just so upset. 
text with him that I'm like, it's really irritating. But well, the as much as it I pains had, me to say, not to cut you off, but as much as it pains me to say before you make your prediction, I was definitely in the the Aaron Thomas Tammy love triangle this week. I was definitely, and again, this is going to hurt so bad, but I was Team Thomas, honestly. Like, if you oh, listen to the discussion yeah. with Aaron and Tammy, Aaron was not saying, like, oh, this hurt. It hurt to see you, like, making out with him because, like, I feel like we have a strong relationship. He was basically saying, like, I'm embarrassed. Like, I'm the laughing stock. Like, it's like, okay, your ego is more hurt than you actually, like, caring about. It's not about him caring about Tammy. It's literally just, like, him thinking that, like, he's, like, top dog or, like, you know, he literally, it's just, like, his masculinity is threatened by the fact that Thomas made out with, with quote, unquote, like, his girl in front of everyone and, like, now he's like the laughing stock of the beach. And it's like, that to me is, is not a mature reaction. It's like, if, if you're hurt, it should be about like the relationship you have with her. It shouldn't be like all his language when he was talking with Tammy. That's one thing I pay attention to a lot, especially on paradise, especially on bachelor bachelorette is like the word choice that people use when they're having these kind of confrontational arguments. And all of Aaron's word choice was like me, me, me. Like this is, you made me look bad. Like I'm embarrassed. Like, the one guy I hate the most. Is he a narcissist, perhaps? Maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I've but not been Team Aaron. Like, I'm not say I've not been a fan of Aaron either. I'm just saying Thomas Aaron is also Trey not a great show guy. Aaron their true colors, I think, this week. Because, again, I think, like I was trying to tell you last week, they're so upset with their appearance and their egos that they've made their whole personality hating Thomas. And before we go into the specifics of, like, before we get into the Tammy and Thomas incident, um, we also need to note that the week before, Serena C was making out with Aaron. And yes, it upset Tammy. But Tammy didn't be like, oh my God, Aaron, you made me look like an idiot. Because Tammy was mature enough to handle that conversation. Like, you know what? People are trying to swing in and get last minute roses. It's fine and it's okay. Now, Tammy kissing Thomas. Because if you go back and look, Tammy was the one who initiated it. Because Thomas sat there and said, hey, if Aaron wasn't here, I would kiss you. And she's like, well, why is that stopping you? And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, she's a fucking villain. Like, she wants to cause chaos. Well, and, and I kind of loves it. That's where Aaron and, and Tam, or Thomas and Tammy, rather, are, are kind of a good couple is because they were both kind of the villains on their respective seasons. You know, Tammy was definitely involved in the drama on her season. And, and Thomas, obviously, we've covered that ad nauseum on this podcast of – how he's constantly in the middle of all the drama. So they kind of, and we saw them on that couch kind of bond over that of like, yeah, we both kind of know what it's feel like, what it feels like to be on the outside or kind of be like the center of all the hatred in the house. Um, also beyond just being the villain, they're also both realtors. So, you know, lots in common there. Yeah. I mean, I actually found that out the other day too. I'm like, wow, Jack is just finding all these realtors <laughs> that are kind of villains on the show. Um, yeah, but not a great are, look for real estate agents. I mean, again, buy your houses from Jack. More <laughs> free advertisement for you. But so, yeah, Tammy leaned over and kissed Thomas, and she was instigating it, which, I mean, she didn't have the power this week. I think she was playing. It was also, like, a fail, but also, like, a play of the game where she was like, hey, I'm going to kiss this guy because I'm actually more interested in him because genuinely – I think she was just kind of using Aaron too. I think she liked him, but she was like, oh, this guy's cuter and I kind of like him more and I kind of like the chaos. So maybe she went after him. And it was just the icing on the cake for me to see the look on Aaron's face and watch the play by play of, oh my God, it was amazing. <laughs> 
Yeah, and the other thing for me too, it's like anytime you have these villain moments, quote unquote, or like anytime there there starts to be like a hard dispute between two people, it is almost a rule on the show. It's like whichever person ends up focusing more on the relationship they have with whoever it is they're courting, whether it's, you know, Tammy on, on Paradise or on Bachelor Bachelorette, you know, when you focus on, hey, you know what? Like, yeah, like, like for example, Thomas, like, yeah, I got beef, beef with Aaron, but I'm going to focus on Tammy and, like, make sure our relationship progresses because Thomas, I think, wants to get that rose. Aaron, on the other hand, like, his focus solely was on, like, Thomas, the beef with him, like, yelling at Tammy about it, and it's like that – to me is like why Aaron got sent home and didn't get a rose is because it's like, you're not focusing on the right things. It's like, you're there supposedly to build relationships with people and, and, you know, form a strong connection when you're spending all of your time talking about someone else. It's like the, the no such thing as bad press. Like you're just giving Thomas more, more airtime in front of Tammy and you're bringing him up instead of building your connection with her. So you know, exactly. Aaron, Aaron exactly. I think, gave us the, the playbook of what not to do when you're involved in a dispute with your quote unquote, quote unquote, arch nemesis, as as he said in the men tell all when uh, Katie mistakenly called him Thomas. I just think Aaron has a huge inferiority complex when it comes to dealing with Thomas. Might be Absolutely. Height related. Absolutely. I also either the women are really short, but I also did notice I'm like, oh, yeah, Aaron is tall. But most of these men are either just probably like tall or like averagely tall. Isn't Aaron only or like six two or, or like, six three? I don't know, but he he's really tall though. They can't ever forget that. I think I think um, Thomas is because there was the line like the first week Thomas showed up, and and like that's the thing. It's again, it's Aaron talking about Thomas, and and there's, Thomas is like, or Aaron's like, yeah, like Thomas is is six five. He's like, I'm six three, but you don't ever hear me talk about it. And it's like, I think we like covered that last episode. It. It's like you're you're talking about it by saying you're not like. And again, you're just yeah. bringing up Thomas again in the conversation. Like, just mm-hmm. focus on your own thing, man. Like, just just leave him be. I get that you're upset about it. Like, you're not a fan of Thomas. But yeah. you, you clearly, like, you made that known to Tammy. She made her own decision. And you know what? Like, as much as I hate to say it, like, women have the roses this week. So your goal should have been either if if you really still saw something with Tammy, focus on building your relationship with Tammy or – if her, you know, making out with Thomas truly was something that you couldn't get over, go find somebody else on the beach and, and you know, find a, a different woman who you do think you're going to have a connection with. Like there's, that's the thing. It's not like it's the, it's not like it's on Bachelorette where it's like, there's one person, there's a beach full of women, go talk to one of them, form a connection, do something like just exactly letting yourself get kind of sucked down into the mud, I think is just a bad idea all around. It's, it's just not a good look and there's really no recovering from that. So I think that's exactly what happened to Trey, too. And the more I think about Trey, he really does spark me. And we, like, we make the jokes and stuff. He really seems like a class clown guy that, like, just wants to be in all the drama and get all the guys hyped up. And then I think he finally realized, hey, I there is not a connection for me actually here. I'm, like, I'm going to go. But before that, what really, like, I'm like, Trey, let's not use this sort of language. The fact that he kept on saying in, like, interviews and with the boys like that's trash bag behavior like I just can't fucking stand her like okay I get you hate Thomas but like y'all don't need to go around degrading women like that's like that's where I was like Trey you need to cut like cut the shit like just please stop bad mouthing every single person like if you don't have anything nice to say just like don't comment about it don't put yourself in it because clearly you got so involved with Thomas 
and Aaron and the boys, and your only backup was Taj Juan, but then you realize, I really don't think I invested in this person that you leave. I'm sorry. Like, you, what did this teach you? To not be so involved with other people that you're not focusing on the task at hand, which is finding love. I mean, honestly, Trey should be thanking Thomas because it made him realize that maybe I shouldn't be dating a woman that made out with my uncle. So honestly, if anything, Trey, right, Thomas, I think That is also true. Yeah, I I will say that. The whole Tajwan and Trey thing, I think, was just a security blanket for week one. Tajwan was like, fuck it. I'm going to go after Trey. And then Trey realized, thank God, that he didn't want to date someone who dated his uncle, but I love Tajwan and I feel like Tajwan deserves so much better than Trey, but she needed that security blanket to get through week one. But I was so sad that she sent herself home too. And she seemed that she was just having a rough time at the end. Well, and I know like, you come down on Trey hard, but, but I will say, I think to Trey's credit, I, I think that was a stand-up move of him to kind of break things off with Taj, knowing that he was basically sending himself home at, by doing it. But to do it before the rose ceremony, I think Trey could have easily just said, hey, I've got a safe rose with Taj this week. It's not working out. I'm just going to pretend to keep her you know, on the hook for another week till she gives me a rose. And then next week, I'm going to hope somebody else shows up that's better. So I, I, I do think that, that was yeah. a stand-up move for him to be like, hey, before the rose ceremony, I just want to let you know, like I'm not really feeling it. You should give your rose to someone else. Now, obviously, Taj sent herself home because she was kind of, I just think Taj is like, you know, she's just, she's a, I don't think she's necessarily built for paradise. Like, she seems to constantly kind of like, you know, yeah, the heat for one, we, we, she's always like, that's my favorite thing. I love in paradise when they put up like their names in like the interviews and it has some little description. Already overheating. And Taj was like already overheating, still hot, like. Just amazing. A plus work, um, bachelor producers, but, but yeah, so I, I did feel bad for Taj cause it was like that, you know, getting rejected by Trey was like her kind of like, you know what, this is the last straw. Like I'm already not having a good time. Like I'm just going to go home too. So, but I do think at least to Trey's defense, I do think that was a stand up move to be like, at least give her the, the opportunity rather than, you know, just saying yes for a, for another week on the beach and then turning around and, and, you know finding another woman and, and like, you know, going on a date right in front of Taj's face. So I, I do think that was a stand-up move by Trey. I don't think he's a totally bad guy. Um, I think I, I will agree with that. I, I think again, he, it's just his personality. He gets involved with these groups and this is how he thrives. He's a funny guy. He's the class clown. He just really wants to be involved with everybody. He doesn't want to be left out. He's very much just like a doer. Well, but I think he kind of bit himself in the butt, though, getting so involved with the other guys that he's like, oh, shit, I'm not actually forming connections here. So it was a good thing that he realized that he needed to break away from that. But also, like, I just wish he wouldn't have ever had to been in that situation because I did like Trey. Trey was so funny, but I just I hated how much he like focused on Thomas that made me not get to know the actual real Trey. See, I, I think Trey's biggest problem, and it's not even necessarily – not everyone would agree that this is an issue though. I think his biggest problem is, is that he's like too confrontational. Like he just does not have the ability to kind of like bite his tongue and, Absolutely. you know, say, and, and kind of ignore some drama. And we saw that on Katie season, you know, him and um, Andrew S kind of got into it one night when Andrew was like, look, just like let Thomas do his thing or, you know, Katie will figure it out. And Trey was like, no, I can't keep my mouth shut. Like I'm going to say something about it if I feel like something's wrong. 
So I think like, again, I think that has some redeeming value. I do think there are times though, when you kind of need to pick and choose your battles. And ultimately, like you said, I think that's what kind of, kind of caused the Trey and Taj split was Trey just could not walk away from a battle and, and just, you know, ended up taking his attention off Taj. And I guess that time away probably made him realize, you know what, maybe this relationship isn't as strong as I thought. So they go home. So that means we're down one woman. And then we get an introduction of another woman right before the rose ceremony. So this one kind of shook up the island a little bit. My queen, you know who we're talking about. It is the bachelorette of paradise. Becca K is back after she should have already done this way before broke off her engagement from her ring winner. Um, And she's looking for love. And I think she feels a little intimidated because everyone is a lot younger than her and not that being older and dating is an issue, but some of these, like, I mean, Becca was the bachelorette like a, like a while ago. And so most of these people are like 24 to 26, like Aaron's 26 and all these people are like, she's like, Oh, do I want to date someone? younger or don't date someone older but her arrival definitely shook up the situation because she came in rose in hand and carl after being denied by deandra thought this was his saving grace spoiler alert it was not um but becca case showed up i think i know who she's gonna date after this but she ended up talking to like james and connor b actually she might have not talked to Connor B. I don't remember. But she talked to Aaron last, and Aaron was showing his fangirl card 100% and was like, oh, you're you're so pretty. Like, I have a major crush on you. And I'm like, dude, like, chill. Like, I know you're trying to get a rose for next week. And I think, honestly, the producers want to keep Aaron around just for the Thomas drama because to see Tammy and Thomas making out on the beach will literally make Aaron's face explode. So I think that was also the reason why Becca K ultimately gave her rose to Aaron. Um, but I'm excited to see how the season shakes out with her. She was on Ari Lion next season. And actually, after that, um, we had two other arrivals, which one of them will stay for the very end, um, to kind of bring in people that she's familiar with. So we had Becca K show up. Anything else on that you want to talk about, Jack? Well, it was interesting during the rose ceremony. I thought she was going to give her rose to James because James was like one of the first people she talked about. And, and she kind of remarked like, you know, he's really handsome. Um, and I thought they kind of hit it off pretty well. And we also, you know, James is kind of still Aaron was having drama with what's her name. Oh yeah. Victoria P. So oh, yeah. he's been kind of, you know, bouncing around. Hasn't really made too strong of a connection. So I thought him and Becca kind of hit it off. Um, and, and James is definitely a little older. I think I forget what James age is off the top of my head, but he is kind of He's more 30. Becca's age. Um, whereas 30. Aaron is like 26, I think. So, um, I think she was gonna give her rose to James, but then Mari, I think scooped James. I think Mari was the one who scooped James first. Um, and so I think so. I can't remember the little, I, I know who got sent home, but I was trying to think like, I think Mari set gave her rose to James. And that's what kind of shifted it. I think then Becca was like, I'll give it to Aaron. Yeah, because they kind of, the producers kind of cut to Becca right when uh, Mari said James. And the producers cut right to Becca. And it was like, you could kind of see on her face, she was like, hmm, like a little upset about it. Um, So I think she kind of just gave it to Aaron because she pretty much knew, okay, no one else is going to give it to this guy. And that means he's a pretty safe bet, like, for either next week when the men have the roses that he'll remember I gave him my rose or... 
if I can't, you know, find a different man by then, at least this is kind of like a safety net. So it was kind of a smart play, I think, by Becca to take Aaron. Could also be some producer intervention there with just keeping oh, yeah. the train wreck that is Aaron on the island. One thing before we move on to the rose ceremony that I forgot to mention earlier was during the Tammy and Thomas thing that Aaron was yelling at Thomas saying that I worked a week to build this relationship to one of the two of them. And I saw on Ashley Iconetti's Instagram that the weeks in paradise are between two to three days. So he literally spent like four days building this relationship and is acting like they're killing his firstborn. Like I was, Aaron completely was overreacting. I think it's just because he has such an issue with uh, Thomas. But I just, before we moved on, I had that one little thought pop into my head. Okay, so rose ceremony time. Um, Pretty much the standard couples gave out their roses to who they were going with. So like Joe to Serena, uh, Abigail Noah, Natasha Brendan. Um, But we had the Trey self-eliminate, Taz self-eliminate. And then it came down to uh, Deandra, who was being pursued by two different guys. It was uh, Chasen and Carl. Um, and neither one of them got the rose. Yeah. And you want to talk about Aaron and Thomas feeling like high school drama. This felt like middle school drama. Like Carl gives a bracelet. What does Jason do in response? Oh, he gets her, you know, a super icy necklace. Like, I- I'm sorry. That is the most obvious, right? Like that was the most obvious. Like I am solely giving you this necklace to try and one up Carl to win your rose. Which, again, I mean, it's another example. And then Carl and Chasen got into it. They start arguing, you know. And she saw right through it. And she's literally watching there. And while she's watching, Ivan comes up and kind of starts joking with her. And, like, you know, good guy Ivan. Like, he's just being himself. And, like, thank God Ivan came in and and protected Deandra from Carl and Chasen. Because, like, I think she can do way better than both of them. Um, So I, I like them and Ivan. I don't know how much that Rose was actually like, hey, I could see something with us because Carl or uh, Ivan rather, you know, with him and, and Jasenia kind of splitting. Um, he's definitely now another guy that's kind of up for grabs. So definitely going to be interesting to see what happens this next week with Ivan. Uh, but we saw him get the Rose from Deandra. And, and I was honestly, I kind of called that one. Like while Chasen and Carl were arguing, Ivan was the one there. And it's again, it's this, it's just like we talked with Aaron, Tam- Thomas and Tammy. It's instead of focusing on the relationship with the woman, you're focusing on arguing with another guy. Like, meanwhile, while you're doing that, Ivan is actually the one there, like making jokes and kind of making her laugh and and making her smile. Like if you're, if you're put yourself in the woman's shoes there, like, Hey, would you rather have the drama of these two like nutheads or would you rather have just good guy Ivan that you could actually potentially see a future with? So absolutely. Definitely happy to have Ivan another week. It's a genius play by Ivan to swoop in there while two idiots are making a fool of themselves because Ivan has shown time and time again that he's a guy who's looking for love and that he wants something. And even if him and Deandra don't work out, like this could even be a friendship rose that he's showing like, hey, don't pick the clowns. Let's both have a good chance at love. Like, let's try it. And it was genius by Ivan. Great play. I really hope that Ivan and Deandra find love the way that they're supposed to. If it's with each other, great. If it's with someone else, even better. Yeah. And I mean, both good people, both I think deserved better than Carl and Jason. Also, I wanted to point out, because I made fun of Chris for being a night one guy. I know Marissa was a night one gal on Peter's season. And I don't know if Deandra was a night one gal on the season she was on. I'm pretty sure she was. 
But these night one people are surprisingly making it far in paradise so far. And typically, like, there's always that one girl or guy on the after the final road that's trying to get their one-way ticket to paradise. And they're a night one person like Jane from, I think, Peter's season. Super annoying. But, no, it was Colton's season. Yeah. But surprisingly, these women, and even with Chris, like, they're actually making it decently far for being night one people. Yeah, so then in that rose ceremony, so Chasen and Carl, both of them get sent home. We already covered Trey and Taj, self-eliminating. And unfortunately, we had to see the exit of none other than Catman himself, Connor B. So sad. I would say we would play him a song, but unfortunately, we cannot afford the rights to any songs because we are a startup (laughs) podcast. So Connor B, just you'll play a song for yourself. If people want to sponsor us so then we can pay for music, we could then give tribute to Connor B. So, so sad to see him go. Um, I felt like he was kind of just doomed after that Marissa date. He really put his eggs in the basket. And I'm like, I, I understood that him and Marissa had a connection. And it was kind of weird because it seemed kind of like, oh, Marissa was like, oh, if anyone talks to Connor, I'm going to be upset. But then Riley comes and takes her out. And then she just kind of ignores Connor. <laughs> And I just felt like Connor never really stood a chance in the end. And I mean, I want to see more of Connor some way throughout Bachelor. I don't know if he necessarily would be a great Bachelor, but maybe if he's on Paradise again, maybe if you listen to your heart, that'll be his real calling. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I want to see more of Catman because I really enjoyed him. Now, moving on into the next portion of episode two it is the day after the rose ceremony the power is now back in the guy's hands and although becca got to bring in a rose she was not given a date card instead uh who do we have walk down the stairs jack so speaking of colton we have colton's ex tia there's a lot of digs at colton right now and i know colton made a lot of mistakes in the past but i'm like man like these women are just coming for Colton and I'm like come on ladies like let's get a better joke then I don't know the line I laughed at the line when Tia was like oh when he said it's not you it's me he actually meant it because that's such a classic (laughs) breakup line but so I think that one was kind of funny but yeah I think that one was funny I think the Colton jokes overall played out oh yeah they've just been it's been an overkill but I even forgot like what season Tia was even really on she was actually on Ari's season with Becca but she dated Colton in Paradise last time. So really interested to see that. Was was it was that two Paradises ago or one Paradise ago? Uh, we'll call it two Paradises ago, I think. Okay, that's what I think so. So yeah, Tia comes down and Tia has her eyes set on a real man. Man with tattoos, tan. And that only leaves about one person left. Um, which is Kenny, who is a hot commodity. But at this point, um, our gal Demi has kind of marked her territory and decided that Kenny is her guy, and she doesn't want Kenny going out and dating anyone else, even though she has become his second pair in Paradise. So, so definitely a bold move by Kenny here, because we saw when Tia showed up, you could definitely tell like Kenny was interested. And Kenny even asked Demi kind of point blank, like, well, hey, what would you think about like some, one of us going on another date? And and Demi pretty much flat out was like, no, I would not be cool with it. I'd be kind of mad if you went on another date. So definitely going to be interesting to see the fallout from this date because Kenny ended up accepting Tia's date card. 
And before we get into the date itself, you know, that's definitely going to be something. <laughs> Tia made some jokes while they were on the date of like, I'm going to have to sleep with one eye open now. You know, don't mess with Demi. Like Demi, Demi is one of the few women I feel like that just like gives no fucks. Like she will, she will cut a bitch. I felt like her conversation was kind of weird and awkward because Demi comes off as this very, very like intimidating person. Like Tia even was like saying like, I'm scared of her. But yet, I think you could see a lot of Demi's insecurity, though, while Tia was on that date. She was like, we're nothing alike. Like, very being like, I can't even, I don't even know why he went on a date with her. Like, she's nothing like me. Like, and I think she was trying to come off as like a hard ass. But ultimately, it, in my opinion, God love her. But I think she was coming off super insecure that the guy she actually really liked is on a date with someone else. And I'm kind of like, oh, man, like. Debbie and Mari are in the same situation now, but Mari has kind of been like, you know what, fuck it. Like, I'll get Kenny back eventually. But Demi's like, oh, he had sex with me last night. So that means, like, he's with me. Like, it's messy. And Tia even told Kenny, holy shit, you slept with her last night and you're on a date with me? Like, you're going to get killed. Yeah. I mean, well, what, I definitely like, are, feel, there, are there rules? I definitely feel like just as a general like life rule, I definitely feel like the loudest people and the kind of the most like almost obnoxious in the room do typically tend to be some of the most insecure people. So I definitely <laughs> feel like, Aaron. Oh. <laughs> all right. I definitely feel like, you know, Demi was a hundred percent showing some insecurities there, especially when Tia and Kenny were on the date, you know, and even when she was having that conversation with Kenny, while she definitely like, I feel like made it known like, Hey, I would not be cool with you going on this date. She did kind of come short of like flat out saying that, you know, she was kind of like, well, what would you feel like? How do you feel? And like, I don't know, hypothetically, I, I guess I wouldn't be cool with it. Like, why would you say that? Like, why would you say yes? And like more so like asking Kenny questions, I felt like than actually her kind of saying what's on her mind, um, which I feel like is somewhat of a defense against like, hey, I don't want to admit that that I would not be cool with you going on the date flat out because on the off chance that you do hit it off with Tia, I don't want to like I don't want to look bad if all of a sudden I, I lose whatever it is that we have. Absolutely. It's, it's a really sticky, sticky situation to be in. Um, and like, yeah, Tia likes him and it was kind of awkward. They, they do this all the time on the show and they'll start talking about, I don't think they kiss anybody else. I don't think they go on a date. And then right the second they say that, like someone in a, in an interview, the, the person like they, they do it. And so like Kenny, and Tia, like, they started kissing. And, I mean, we can't also gloss over what their date was. Like, that was ballsy, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, good one. They played volleyball. Yeah, yeah, definitely that. <laughs> that, that. So they played, they go on the beach. They, like, walk down. All of a sudden, they see a sign, you know. And they come up on these people, and they're like, oh, hey, want to play volleyball? And all of a sudden, the group starts just getting naked, you know, everything out, not just like, oh, we're, we're going to strip down to some skimpy clothes that, you know, the, the producers are going to have to put the little black bar over us because it's too revealing. Like, like no, naked. no, it was full on. <laughs> everything's out for the world to see. Again, definitely some discomfort there. Tia is much more kind of like the conservative background. You know, she, she makes the jokes like, oh, I was reading my Bible this morning. My parents watch this show. My Bible study watches this show. Um, and it was definitely like, you could tell she was uncomfortable. Whereas Kenny, as we mentioned, like he's definitely the other end of the spectrum. Like he showed up day one, allegedly naked. So 
could be interesting. I, like, I, I don't see them being like super compatible, like just because they no, are kind of at like two ends of the spectrum, but they seem to kind of hit it off on the date. They, they did. And I thought it was so weird that Joe was saying, yeah, no, like Kenny is so like, like both, both of them, like, oh, Kenny's so Tia's type and Tia's so Kenny's type. And I'm like, really? Like, you really think these people like are each other's type? Like, Tia seems way more into a traditional Bible toting, Jesus loving, like lives in a small town guy, not a 40 year old boy band manager covered head to toe in really cool tattoos and wears skinny jeans and spikes his hair. Like, I would never picture Tia with a guy like Kenny. Like, I love Kenny. I think he's great. But I did not get the compatibility that everyone was talking about. The line that Kenny said that I think was, like, unintentionally funny was when Tia asked him, she was like, oh, like, yeah, I'm from the South. Like, do you like the South at all? And Kenny was like, oh, yeah, I love Nashville, which is, like, the most touristy, like, Southern city It's the most, like, yeah, it's, it's the South, but I consider it, like, the Midwest version of the South. Like, yeah. to anyone from the Midwest, if they say they like the South, they'll say, oh, I love Nashville. Oh, I love Memphis. Because to us, the South is like, that's the Southern. Yeah, that means really you love a bachelorette party to. on Broadway in, in Nashville. Like, it, it doesn't mean you, like, love the no South. No shading us women who have gone on bachelorette <laughs> on Broadway because um, I've definitely done that. Well, hey, it's a popular destination for a reason. But anyway, back to so back to Kenny and Tia. It was an interesting date. They, they they kissed on the beach. They seemed to have a good date. Definitely seemed to be some solid chemistry there for them moving forward. Um, so going to be very, very interesting to see how the Kenny, Demi, Tia, and Mari drama plays out. And I think it could potentially develop into another situation like what we saw with, you know, Carl and Chasen going after Deandra and letting Ivan swoop in. I could see a situation where Demi and Tia start to like butt heads so much over Kenny that it almost makes Kenny kind of wake up for a second and realize, Hey, this is a lot going on. I kind of liked what I had with Mari a little better. It was a little less dramatic, a little more genuine. Whereas what I have with Demi and Tia is a lot more kind of like fun, physical, like, you know, more of sexual attraction rather than the actual kind of emotional connection that I felt like he maybe might've had with Mari. I a hundred percent agree with that. I think, my prediction, of course, this is jumping the gun on our predictions, but out of that love triangle, I think he is going to go home. I think out of the three. Um, and I think he'll get back with Mari. And I think Demi is just going to jump back into like just the dating pool and we'll find someone that it's like, oh, hey, James, or whoever that she might be able to get the rose from this upcoming week. Maybe so Aaron. I don't, maybe Aaron. I don't think Demi's going home yet i think she's going to be like a halfway through the season if anything i'm going to predict that demi leaves on her own accord i don't think she's gonna let herself get through a rose ceremony if she knows that she's going home because she's too good for rose ceremonies so speaking of the producers kind of you know editing clips in a way that oh you know they're not going to kiss and then it cuts to directly tia kissing kenny we get the same thing when people are discussing, oh, who's the most solid couple on the beach? Noah and Abigail. Cut right to yeah. Noah and Abigail, trouble in paradise. Literally. Um, again, I like I mentioned earlier in the episode, 
there's not anyone that I believe is like a standout. Like to me, like when everyone's like, oh, they're so strong. But I don't feel like I know anybody. Like I really don't. And Noah and Abigail, yes, they were sweet, but they had that like, hee hee I like you first date. And yet their conversation is being like, oh, you're not giving enough as in like, you're not being as like physical with me as other couples are. But yet Abigail said that she liked to move slow. So clearly we're not communicating what each other want. Abigail's saying, I want to move slow. But then she's like, we're not being physical enough. And then Noah's like, okay, I understand you want to move slow, but I'm giving. But also like, I don't see Noah giving. Like what is Noah giving to her? Giving her like hints or clues like, Honey, verbals and nonverbals need to be executed in order for your communication to kind of work. I mean, you can work with one and work with the other, but come on. Like, I didn't see any effort on either end to really try to make this strong couple work. I think they were just kind of buddied up, but I never saw them being lovey-dovey. Like, he's like, I don't kiss my friends. And it's not that Abigail's saying, oh, I just want to be friends. She's like, I just don't feel like we are past friends right now because we're not like other couples, which again is like a kiss of death to start comparing yourself to another couple on the beach because who's going to be the lunatic who gets engaged in three weeks? Not I. Yeah. And I felt like that was the biggest problem with, with that whole conversation is it seemed like Abigail's frustrations or at least the way she expressed those frustrations to Noah was like mainly in, Hey, we're not, why aren't we as far along as some other couples appear to be? And, you know, it's never a good idea to compare like what's going on internally with your relationship to how somebody else's relationship appears on the outside. Because as anyone who's been in a relationship knows, like it's not what you put out for the world to see is not always the the actual reality of what's going on. We've already seen that with some of these relationships that fall apart, like Ivan and Jesenia, like Everyone thought they were super, you know, close. And then at the first drop of a hat of Chris showing up, Jasenia's jumping ship. So I don't necessarily agree with, I, I think Abigail's frustrations were a little bit deeper seated than just how come we're not as far along as the other couples. I just think that was her way of kind of expressing it, that she was just trying to encapsulate everything that wasn't necessarily going right into like a nice, succinct way of saying it. And it just came out as, how come we're not like, you know, grocery store Joe and Serena? Like, and that to me is like, I felt like, like you said, the kiss of death for any relationship, whether you're in paradise or out of paradise in the real world is like comparing it to somebody else's, like every relationship moves at its own pace. So it's like, it's not really a fair comparison. And then just also like the way they were like talking and communicating with each other. Like if that conversation they had is representative of their relationship like yeah it's really easy to see why they're not on the same page because I felt like you had two people that were not being totally honest like Noah walks off from the conversation and he's obviously hurt by it but instead of like when they were talking being like hey yeah I really like you I, I don't want to break up he was just like wow well, I'm, I'm sorry if that's how you feel and he was kind of shutting down and on the flip side, you know, Abigail, we see her later go to the bar and she's having drinks and she's crying because she's like, I feel like I messed it up. Like, I really care about him. And I like screamed at my TV. Like, I was like, why are you not like, go tell Noah that like every guy would love to hear that. Like that if, if a guy is feeling insecure about a relationship and you tell him like, Hey, I really didn't like the way that conversation went. I really care about you. I don't want to hurt you. Can we like talk some more? Like, I feel like she could have saved it a little bit, but like, clearly there's just something getting in the way of them being able to feel like they can communicate like openly and honestly with each other. Cause they both seem to be kind of like putting up walls right now. 
Yeah, you cut out for a little bit, but I think I got everything that you had said. Um, I don't really know what exactly, like, what Abigail wants out of it. I don't know if she's hoping that this will go into something deeper or if it's more of just, like, a surface level thing. Because if you're this upset over it, go fucking tell them. Like, it's not, like, it's not going to hurt to express to someone how you feel, whether it be good or bad. Like, there's no... Like, obviously, there's harm in that if the feelings aren't reciprocated, but you're never going to know what they're actually feeling unless you communicate with them. And I feel like they're acting like high schoolers and, like, getting it's like, oh, I like you and I like you. But but, but what's this going to be like after this three weeks is up? For me, I thought the line that, that kind of was the, like the straw that broke the camel's back. And when that conversation went from being like a, what are we conversation to almost more of like a breakup conversation was when Abigail brought up the, are we maybe just friends? Like, I don't know if we're, I see this like moving to a more serious spot or like, I can't tell if we're just friends. And, And especially with on their date, her kind of expressing that to Noah of like, yeah, I have this tendency of, of friend zoning guys. And that obviously kind of caused Noah to have some concern from day one was cause he's like, well, I'm not, trying to get friend zoned, you know, I, I think when she brought that up in that conversation on that, that day bed, like, I think that was probably what was going off in Noah's mind was like, Oh no, am I about to get friend zoned by her? Like she has this history. She said of friend zoning guys, is this what's about to happen to me? So I think, I think that is really the fear for Noah right now is that, and, and instead of, you know, saying and, and kind of putting his cards on the table and on both sides, I think they're both just putting up walls and trying to make sure like, okay, how can I not get hurt? Yeah. It's a very sticky situation to be in and who knows how this couple will play out. Um, speaking of couples playing out, obviously you had mentioned Serena and Joe, cause for right now they seem like to be the strongest couple. And as we both predicted, again, we're just so psychic um, that Kendall was going to come down the second they really started to really like, like really develop their relationship. And she says, Hey, butthead. And I kind of wanted to die. I don't know why, but that made me feel so uncomfortable. Oh yeah. Especially with Serena sitting like right there next to him. Like it was like, Hey, butthead. A cliffhanger ending, and and that's where it left us off this week. And we'll kind of get into our predictions moving forward. So you know, Kendall shows up on the beach and I, I gotta say, as, as like you said, I thought now that we kind of see the the drama with Noah and Abigail, I kind of had grocery store Joe and, and Serena pegged as the strongest couple, but I always kind of had in the back of my head, because like we've said, anytime the producers say something, you know, the second grocery store Joe said week one, oh, you know, me and Kendall are fine. We're in a place where we're both okay to date other people. I was like, oh, that means Kendall's coming on paradise. Um, so I, I definitely like knew this was coming. I feel like from, from kind of the night one, but I will say the thing that has me most concerned about grocery store, Joe and Serena, their ability to kind of withstand the, the attack that Kendall represents to their relationship is the way that reportedly, you know, Joe and Kendall broke up, which is, it really wasn't any like incompatibility issues. It really wasn't any like big fight they had. It was like, it was just like, Hey, she wanted to live in LA. I don't want to leave Chicago. And that wasn't something that we could get over. So it's like, you know, it's, it's, that's something that could change. Like, you know, if Kendall comes back and she's like, Hey, I'm, I'm open to moving. And all of a sudden that one kind of hurdle to their relationship is no longer there. 
or vice versa. If Joe from his time on the beach decides like, cause we, we've seen mopey Joe a, a lot on this show of him kind of almost wondering if he made the right decision coming on paradise. And I'm sure part of that is him kind of missing Kendall a little bit or not being completely over her. So to see her come back on the beach, I don't know. I, I think the way they broke up is definitely leaving it open. It, it's kind of like slamming the door, but then leaving it cracked just a little bit. So I, I think um, Kendall has a real shot of rekindling whatever they had with Joe. I will say though, I mean, I love Joe and I love Serena, but I I hope if, if this works out for them, that they're ready for uh, all the things that have to do with becoming a U.S. citizen from the Canadian border because Serena is Canadian and if living in a certain place is going to be an issue like that obviously you talking about the whole L.A. Chicago thing and I'm like do you realize that Serena technically lives in another country and like Katie and Blake are trying to navigate that now and so I'm like that was just a side note sidebar on that but yeah, I don't really know what's going to come of Kendall. I have seen her in more previews, so I don't think she's quite going to go home. But with people rocking the boat, we also did see someone, this kind of goes in the prediction segment, um, someone showing up that everyone's been talking about, Piper's coming. And I don't know how this is going to play out for our, our Queen Natasha, because right now we finally got them to kiss. And her and Brendan seem to be on a good path, but then all of a sudden, Piper's going to be here. So not only we have Kendall rocking the boat with a couple, we also have Piper coming in. So I don't think any couple is safe going into next week. No, and usually, usually on any season of Paradise, there, there's always one couple that you're like, okay, we can kind of like ignore them. They're just going to give each other their roses until this season finale. But yeah, this, this season, there really does not seem to be any strong couples. And especially with Piper showing up, not that Brendan and Natasha were anywhere near one of the strongest couples on the beach. They've had tons of issues from day one, pretty much of just not talking to each other, like very cold, like not even like kissing each other. goodnight kind of stuff. Like, so very, very odd relationship from them. Um, I definitely think Piper showing up. I mean, I, I think it's, I hate to say it, but Natasha, like, I don't, I don't see her like withstanding that because I, I just think all the rumors are true. And it's like, if everyone's saying it, it's probably true. So I, I don't see, you know, Natasha surviving. I think Brendan's definitely going to pick uh Piper and you know, it's, it's kind of a tip of the cap almost to Brendan. Like it's kind of a scumbag move on his part, but he kind of played the the game right where, you know, he, he did what he to had to do to, to stick around until she showed up. Yeah, he wanted to make money. He wanted to get more followers because in the real world, like, why aren't you just dating in the real world? But they probably were like, hey, here's the deal. If you last until this long, we'll pay you odds of the amount of dollars. But you're also going to get uh, exponential Instagram growth. So I don't know. I'm I'm not looking forward to the whole Brennan and Piper situation because I just think, again, it's so much of a facade that they're putting on like, oh, we haven't been talking. But then knowing good and well, oh yeah, we dated up until this happened. Then we broke up quote unquote, and now we're dating again um, in paradise. So then we can grow our following again, genius move on their behalf being a professional player in this game, but it, it's just shitty. Like it, that's, it's just the whole situation. And Natasha, if she isn't in on this because she is friends with Piper, at least it, it appears like on social media, like that's just a really hard situation to be in. So that's my first prediction for next week that Natasha is going to 
probably go home, get either not get a rose or go home. And then Piper's going to kind of take that place. Uh, Kendall, I think, is going to get someone else's rose, not Joe's, because I saw her in a preview at a rose ceremony, like with somebody. I couldn't see who it was. Um, I also think Tia's going to go home. Um, and I kind of, if we're in three women, Deandra, because Deandra is not solidified with anybody. And Deandra has gotten a lot of camera time lately. And I feel like they give you a lot of camera time right until they're building you up to go. Yeah, I would agree with all those, honestly. Um, the only other one I could see maybe would be the one I have my eye on the most is going to be Becca. Um, with her giving her rose to Aaron, I know she's not going to get overlooked because she's definitely, in my opinion, one of the the better choices there. Um, so I definitely think she'll get somebody's rose. I'm just interested to see who it is because, you know, especially with, I think it was Mari giving James her rose, that – Mari, I think, is definitely someone who might be on the hot seat this week um, just because I don't know how strong her relationship with James is. And then also, you know, with the whole drama with Kenny unfolding, if James doesn't give his rose to to Mari, I don't necessarily know if I see Kenny giving his rose to Mari just given the the Demi and, and Tia situation. So if, if Demi and Tia stick around, you know, or if Kenny decides – to stick with Demi, I, I could see Mari potentially going home this week as well. I, I would agree with that. So it would have to be like a blow up between like Tia and Demi, as you mentioned earlier, that maybe causes Kenny to go back to Mari. Because I, I do think James is curious about Becca. Um, but also there could be more women coming in this week too that we don't know about because we at least know we're going to get Piper and we've already gotten Kendall. So that's technically already three women. But I feel like there might be a fourth. Who knows? Yeah, you never know. Or they might bring in two again, two at once, like they did with Chasen and Chris. So exciting week coming up. We'll see a lot of explosions, I think, in the relationships. I, I would be surprised if any of the current relationships we have survive this week. You know, Noah and Abigail, I could see them splitting. I could see, you know, Kenny and, and Demi splitting. I could see, really, I don't think any of them are safe. Joe and Serena, like, I think it's. I think it's a big breakup week. I think it's I think a it's huge a breakup, breakup week. week. I think it's to be a sad island. You know, a lot of a uh, lot of a lot of sad drunks on on the beach this week instead of happy drunks. Yes, I, I'm looking forward to it. Also, I think what's happening is next week we'll have episodes on Monday and Tuesday, but then I think the, the next following at least two to three weeks it's only on Tuesday. Well, that's a relief. I know. Um, but for hearing from us, you'll probably still hear from us about that Monday or even maybe possibly after, um, next week on Tuesday. Cause we want to recap these right before the episode. So you guys get a fresh idea of what's coming up. Absolutely. So with that being said, I think that's all we got for today. So thank you as always for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on Spotify and make sure to share it with all your friends. And if you are not following us in Amy, what's the Instagram handle? Our Instagram is two buds underscore one rose on Instagram. Make sure to give us a follow and like. I'm going to get more up to date on uploading actual content. You know, we got a lot going on, but we appreciate all the support you guys give us. We truly could not do it without you guys. Absolutely. Love you guys. Yeah. Talk to you guys later.